Hi everyone, this is me and my boyfriend Nicole. I'm the boyfriend Nicole. And I'm Aurora. <laughs> hey everybody. Hi. So we wanted to do a special Veterans Day episode um, to honor all of our veterans. We're releasing this on a Wednesday, that's not our normal release day, but we recorded this really great episode with my mom, and my mom is a veteran. And my dad is too. Hi, dad. Um, And we just wanted to honor all the veterans in our lives. And we thought this was a great way to do it. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We both have um, a lot of veterans in our lives. Yeah. Right? Um, And including children for me. Mm -hmm. And um, we both come from families. In the military is yeah. how we ended up where we're at. Yeah. 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 In so many ways. Yeah. <laughs> so many wonderful, beautiful, <laughs> spontaneous ways. Yes. It's made us who we are. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but on this day, in all seriousness, we'd really like to thank um, all the veterans out there mm-hmm. who have served, who have kept us safe, who have protected us over the years. Yes. Um. And who've given everything mm-hmm. so that we could be free. Yes. Who've given up their freedoms, their lives. Yeah, we really you know? want to thank them for their sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's talked about enough, like the true sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part of our show. Yeah. Um, our mission is, our real mission is to help people through um, difficult times in their life. Yes. Through laughter and love and shared experiences and, you know. Laughing through the trauma. Exactly, yes. Yeah. And, um, but there's a deep part of us um, that wants to make a difference and put our money where our mouths are. Literally. 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 Um, and so we have made a promise to each other, mm-hmm. um, to the show, and to all of y'all. To all of our listeners, you know, our fans, mm-hmm. current and future. Yeah, future baby. Um, that we are going to donate 22% at least of all profits made from this show, merchandise, anything and everything to do with me and my boyfriend, Nicole. Mm-hmm. To foundations, to um, combat, help, aid, um, suicide, depression, anxiety. Yep. Um, build people back up. And where the 22% comes from? Uh, there is a statistic um, that I don't think a lot of people know about. But 22 veterans kill themselves every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are giving 22% because we want to you know, honor those 22 souls. Yes, yes, on a daily basis. On a daily basis. And we really feel passionate about making sure that we're walking the walk and talking the talk. Mm -hmm. And I think the best way to really do something is, one, to bring light to the issue, to talk about it, Mm -hmm. but also, you know, to support those programs that are doing a really good job and, like, maybe fighting the fight but even better than we can. Yes, absolutely. Um, and so we're going to have on our webpage where there's links, um, to all the organizations that we're donating to. Yeah. 
Um, and also, uh, giving you the information if you or a loved one needs help. Yes. Um, whether it is, uh, you know, depression, anxiety, drugs, alcohol, abuse, Mm -hmm. um, whatever it may be, we're here to help and, you know, help guide you to where you can get help. Yes. And help you through the day through laughter and love. And inappropriate jokes, too. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, you don't only have to be a veteran. I do want to make that a point that you mm-hmm. don't only have to be a veteran um, to gain the support that we're going to be putting on our website. Oh, it's no, it's not, for everyone. It's for everybody. Everyone. We, just, um, we feel very passionate yeah. about veterans. That's why we you know, decided on the 22%. Yes. But anybody that needs help, you don't have to be a veteran or a family right. member or anybody Related to the military. It's for everybody. We really want to help everybody. Yes. Absolutely. Um, So, today's episode is dedicated to you veterans out there. Yes. Um, And welcome. This is Lola, Aurora's mom. My mom. Yay, Miss Lola. Yay. Hi, mom. Love you. This is probably the only episode you're going to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, we forgot to say. Yeah, so this is one of the early episodes. Oh, yeah. Um, There's the... There's... Okay, so we didn't know that the thing we used to record our podcast stops recording after so long. At 59 minutes and 59 seconds, it stops. To be specific. Yes. Um, so it just stopped and we didn't realize. So a whole part of the conversation is just like cut off. Right. Um, we did the best we could. Mm. Yeah. Um, but we still think it's a really good episode. It is. And it's not until the very end. Yeah. And so. there's still a lot of good stuff in there. Right. We kind of bring it home at the we end. We do. We do. Um, so, you know, listen to all of it. But we just thought it was a really good episode because it honors my mom, who was a veteran. Yes. And it just shows, you know, everybody has a story. Absolutely. And what a what better way to honor a veteran than listening to one. Right. And everyone has something to share with the world. Yeah. And to give back. And so we salute you. Yep. And appreciate you. And you're never forgotten. Yes. Thank you. Gone but not forgotten. Yes. And here to stay. Oh, oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, Dad, your episode's coming, too. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. We'll get you. Okay, enjoy and listen. Bye. Bye. Well, hello, everybody. It's Aurora. And Nicole. And we're back for another episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> another episode. And the topic today is my mom. Yay. What do you want to be called on this, Mom? Uh, Mom's good. Mom, Loli, Lola. Right. Lola. What do you call my mom? I don't, do you, Sparkle unicorn. No, I mean, what? like, what do you, how do you, you always just say, how's your mom doing? What would you call my mom? Lola? Lola. Miss Kate? Queen Bee. Yes. Mm-hmm. All of the above. Definitely Queen Bee. And also my niece is in the room. <laughs> she may make reactions or have commentary and that's okay. Her name's India. And my dog, Mojo. Oh yeah. And the dog, Mr. Mojo. Say hi, Mojo. Lola's uh, (laughs) long line of rat dogs. (laughs) He's cute. He's the third in the iteration of rat dogs. There was Reiki, who was an interdimensional being, who, according to my nephew, created a hole in the ozone layer. That's how evil she was. (laughs) Don't speak ill of the dead. (laughs) (laughs) And then Blue Boy, or not Blue. uh, Bibby. Bibby. 
who was the cutest little boy who reminded us of Frank Sinatra with his beautiful eyes yes. and face. And now Mr. Mojo, who is low-key crazy and has crackhead energy. But we still love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, so what do we want to talk about today? Talk about Lola, talk about her experiences. Mm-hmm. Get to know her a little bit more. What do you want to know? Well, I guess tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I'm uh, nearly 65. I'll be 65 at the end of the month. Yay! Yay! Happy birthday! And uh, I've been, um, I'm an Air Force veteran. I have uh, two children, two grandchildren, a host of nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. I live by myself. Well, I live with Moji mm-hmm. on uh, acres with deer and coyotes and <laughs> raccoons and oh, all wow. sorts of wild animals. Oh, and 16 turkeys. Yeah. If someone wanted to, they could have a whole feast. Yes. And a half. Beautiful blue turquoise-headed turkeys. Oh, wow. Yeah, pretty. And they, Did you know they fly up into trees? No, I did not. Yeah. Things you learn <laughs> when you live out on a semi-farm that's not really a farm. I didn't know there were blue turkeys. Yeah, yeah. they're blue-headed. Mm. And where are you originally from? Uh, I was born in uh, West Virginia, so I am a mountain mama that John Denver used to sing about. <laughs> and what was it like growing up there? Uh, I, I lived on a coal dump. I don't know why they call it a dump. We didn't dump coal there, but we used to pick it up um, to heat the house and the water and all that stuff with. Um, I am six out of ten children, and it was it was fairly um, hard living growing up poor and black in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. It's only five percent uh, African American population in West Virginia. A very um, I don't want to say a prejudiced place, but a very prejudiced place. I mean, you can just call the spade a spade. I mean, we all know what we're talking about here. Yeah. So, um, I mean, when the population is 95% white, yes. I mean, what are you really expecting here? You don't think of black people as being Appalachian, but, you know, we are. Mm-hmm. We are. Um, you don't think of us as being hillbillies, but we are. I feel like you can be hillbilly of any color. Yeah. So. I mean, redneck is redneck. Let's right. be honest. And that is so not how I would describe you whatsoever. No. Not no. Appalachian or hillbilly. No. No. <laughs> I don't even think. So, Geraldine was my grandmother, Lola's mom. But we called her Nana. I don't even think Nana would let you guys be like that. No, not at all. She wouldn't allow us to say ain't or anything like that no yeah i'm like you are everything like prim and proper and dainty and feminine and well lola clean. told me growing up that you guys didn't even know you were poor until what um probably we knew we were poor but it wasn't we didn't act poor mm-hmm. you know so um So it wasn't an issue. You know, we weren't allowed to collect, um, 
to stand in line to get free toys or free lunch or anything like that. My mom wasn't going to have that. Hmm. So. And then year number six. So she kind of mentioned this, but I have nine other aunts and uncles. And they all have like semi the same personality type, which I like to think is Nana. Um, they all have like their neuroses and like that's how you can kind of tell them apart from one another. <laughs> it's like you can tell when one of them has been in a space because you can see how it is afterwards. Like my aunts, like they have so many dishes, like they could probably outfit like a Target by themselves or just some type of dishware area and Lola, like, she just likes to keep her neat little house, and my uncle has a bunch of cars, but they're all extreme neat freaks, so I just feel like that's Nana working in all of you. Yeah, that's, that's her. I have one brother. He, he is worse than I am by, by orders of magnitude. He could pick up a piece of lint off the carpet 500 feet. Absolute bananas. Like clock it, like an assassin, like through a scope. Yes. He has so many bottles of shower gel. <laughs> so random. Shower gel. Yes, absolutely every fragrance that you can imagine. And I know there's no AIM toothpaste left in any store in West Virginia. It's absolutely amazing. Is this the one that's 12 years, Daniel in 12 years? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so my I don't know if he'd feel comfortable us mentioning his name. So we'll just I don't know, we'll say uncle. We'll say Daniel in twelve years. Yes. Um they have the same exact personality type. It's just my uncle's just a little farther along in the process. And it's funny to get them in the same room together because they just they're just bouncing off one another and you're just laughing the whole time. It's hilarious. Yes. And he wanted um Jay to spend the night to spend the weekend with him. <laughs> Jay said, "Absolutely not." <laughs> he said, "I live with my dad. I'm not. I'm not doing this to myself." <laughs> he said, "I want to have a good time." <laughs> but it's just funny to think that you guys. How how many years apart are you in like age? From mostly two years between us. Mm-hmm. I think they're four years between uh, Pampa and me. Oh, really? Yeah. So, what, Nana was having kids for, what, 20 years, maybe? Uh, yeah, probably about that. I think she started when she was 20, 22, and I think she was 44 when my baby brother was born. So, mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the way they did it back then. Yeah. I just think it's funny that you guys are all still so similar, even though you grew up like kind of generations apart that you can see Nana and all of you. I think it's kind of sweet that she's never really, I mean, Nana died when I was really young and I'm like, I can still see Nana and all of them. Like there's just little moments, like you guys are always kind of good at the same thing. Like you all like to cook, you all cook well, you know, you can just, she raised you all to be good people. Yes, we are very good people. We're very good. We're very generous, very kind. Um, Let's toot our own horns. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> We're wonderful people. <laughs> Until you make us mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a family trait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, well, for all of us, you know, you don't mess with our children and with one or the other of us. And with me, you know, you don't mess with my dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> Hence why I call all the dogs little brother mm-hmm. or little sister because I think she loves the dogs more than she loves my brother and I. No, that's, that's no, not even close. It's just that uh, you and Daniel can speak for yourselves, but, you know, the dogs can't. And when I take them in, when I adopt them, they, they're mine. And I take the responsibility for keeping them safe and keeping them fed and giving them the best medical care uh, and the best home that I possibly can. So I, when people come to visit, I always tell them, you can make yourself at home, clean up after yourselves, you know, don't leave the top up on my toilet and don't be mean to my dog. Plain and simple. The golden rules of life. Mm-hmm. I like the rules. I think they're pretty good ones to right? live by. Tell me the rules, I'll follow. That's right. So how did you, um, or what, you know, brought you to the military? Um, well, as I told you, I grew up in West Virginia. Not much happening after that. My mom worked on the 17-year plan. Not 17 years in 30 days. Graduate high school, leave home. So the day after I graduated high school, I had a burning suitcase, $50. I left home, uh, went to live in Virginia with my sister. I went around there for a year doing this, that, and the other thing. And I was downtown one day, saw the recruiting office. I said, wow, I'm leaving. <laughs> so I went to see the Air Force recruiter on a Monday. On Friday, I was out. Wow. Yeah. There was no thought of why the Air Force? Or is that what just well, the first Well, my one? sister had a friend who had gone into the Air Force. And when she came back, you know, she had all these wonderful stories about being in the Air Force. And I said, sounds good. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of one of those things of why women wanted to be flight attendants back in the day. It just seemed like this really glamorous job where you get to fly off and live wherever. And the only thing you got to do is work. Yeah. And, and the Air Force was, uh, you know, elite. The mm-hmm. elite of the services treated mm-hmm. their people better. You know, it was good for women. You know, we didn't have to go into the field and all of that stuff. I'm, I'm not that person <laughs> 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 to be living in a tent and bathing in a helmet and all that no mm-hmm. no 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 <laughs> and what what did you do in the air force i was in communications mm-hmm. um, first i was a radio operator and then i was a personnel specialist and uh, i was a surveyor um trigonometry wasn't my strong suit so when i found out that that's what I was going to be doing. I swiftly thought, yeah, well, I better do something else. <laughs> <laughs> and in the end, I was a frequency manager. Mm-hmm. And then you retired after how many years? After 20 years, three months, and 28 days. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Thank you for your service. Well, thank you. Where was your favorite place that you were stationed or that you've been to? I think probably uh, Turkey was my favorite place. I love the food there. The people were really good. I love the climate. You know, you could go anywhere in Europe. What was short it? order. Like 90 degrees there? Is that why you liked it? <laughs> no, the summer was fairly long. Oh, gosh. I just, just like it. I like the southern mid. Mm-hmm. You know, go to Italy easily. Mainly I like the food. I like the people. 
Yeah, Loli still likes her Turkish tea and mm-hmm. what is it, Euro gyro? <laughs> <laughs> well, the Turkish kalba, it's similar to uh, kebab. Oh yeah, that's to right. The Euro. Yeah. Oh, that was one of my favorite things that we used to do in Germany. Is we would go to that kebab place mm-hmm. um, in down to, downtown Würzburg, and they had such good tea with the little sugar cubes, and we get the kebab. It was yeah. so good. That was one of my favorite things that we used to do there. Back in the day day. I like to think that Lola's the reason why I'm so food conscious and culturally not afraid to try something different. Mm. I got all the best parts of Lily. And my dad, too. Yeah, you did. Daniel got the parts. <laughs> <laughs> I say you saved them all for me, Mom. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. <laughs> Good. Of course, I have to rag on Daniel. One, he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> Two, he's my big brother. So I have to I have to be mean to him. I mean, it's just mandatory. Also, he's mean to me. He calls me pants, mom. You two are a give and take. That's fair. Y'all both given. <laughs> oh, don't yeah. don't get Lola started on this. <laughs> this is um you would think that they were like two years apart rather than fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pants is... I call her pants. <laughs> no. She's always uh, tried to boss Daniel around. Mm-mm. Although he's older than she is. No. Yes. Even when you were little, you tried to tell him what to do. Tried to tell him to keep his room clean. Tried to tell him to that his bathroom looked like a gas station. I don't know... What? Where would I have gotten these things from, Mom? You didn't get that gas station from me. I tell you, I never said anything like that. Mom, you always say you hate a gas station bathroom. Okay, but I would never tell my own child that his bathroom looked like a gas station. <laughs> That's fair. No, Lola used to send me into Daniel's room, and she'd be like, "Go wake up your brother. Go, go get your brother. You know, go, go wake up Daniel." Because she knew I was the most annoying human in the house. So if she couldn't get him to wake up with the country music, she was like, oh, yeah, the toddler will do a good job. <laughs> She'll do it for me. <laughs> you started this, Mom. I did. I did. It's all you. Right? You were the cutest baby ever, though. I mean. Yeah, you oh were. Oh, my gosh. I wouldn't say that. There's no, I'm that. pretty sure you have said that. Uh, well, <laughs> not only were you the cutest, but you were the meanest. Everybody used to say. Hmm. I thought we were talking about Loli. Why are we talking about me? <laughs> You're part of it. I guess. There are some really cute baby pictures that you can look at down the hallway of both Daniel and I. Where we have like our little vanity shots that Lola's has had for years. And then the one of me doing ballet is somewhere. Yeah. That your cousin said looked like your dad in a tutu. <laughs> Yes, that one. <laughs> yes, that's the one. You have sibs, don't you? Siblings? Yeah. yeah. I'm the oldest of five. Oh. Yeah. So I have two brothers and two sisters. Um, and one of my brothers is actually my cousin that my parents adopted and raised. So, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Are you and your siblings close? 
Oh, we're going there. Okay. I thought this was about Lola. <laughs> well, I mean, we're just following the conversation. We don't have to talk about it if you don't no, want to. No. Um, it's, a, it's a deep story. Um, I'd say my youngest brother and my youngest sister I'm closest with. Mm-hmm. Um, my other sister and my cousin brother. Um, I still talk to my other brother, um, not as frequently. And then my other sister, we haven't really spoke a lot since my mom died, mm-hmm. since she passed away a couple of years ago. So, yeah. Yeah. But I love them all very much. But as we grow up and, you know, you either grow together or grow apart and, you know. And, you become different people. Don't yes. You? And then as your parents get older, it brings up lots of other things, you mm-hmm. know. And being the oldest child, you know, I have the longest memory mm-hmm. about a lot of things and the way things really were, you know. Um, and those can be discussions, sometimes heated discussions. Um, and then as our parents age and um, become ill or have different issues, you know, that can become issues. Mm-hmm. So my mother... She was a spinal cord injury nurse for many, many years, and she blew two discs out of her back, and then um, she had rheumatoid arthritis, and she became addicted, as many people did, to Oxy, and that was a 20-year battle of drug addiction, Um, lost her license, and went from child to child to child living with each one you know or like she stayed with me and then she couldn't stay with me because she's passed out in the floor you know and my kids are stepping over her so I get her an apartment and then you know I'm paying those bills and then she's an addict so she's upset because I'm not just giving her money why she's an adult why am I paying her bills and you know throwing a fit like a child and just outrageous and if you tell her no going crazy Mm -hmm. um my youngest son had autism, and we had a list on the wall of all his doctors and therapists and everything, and I wouldn't give my mother money. I was like, whatever you need, I'll you know, take you to eat groceries or whatever, because she would use it for drugs. And um, so she ripped the um, list off the wall while I was at work. And um, said she was going to call everyone on that list and tell them what a horrible person I am and just every name in the book, everything else, and my brother had to take care of that. So that was something that kind of disrupted my sibling relationships because it's like who's responsible for mom, you know, and Mm -hmm. who's going to take that on and that kind of thing. And then, wow, this totally took a different turn. Yeah, this is... (laughs) I know. Well, I'm like, you know, I mean, and then my father I don't have a relationship with. There was a lot of domestic violence growing up, and so... Um, my other siblings, you know, have chose to have a relationship with him and I chose not to. And so then that causes a lot of turmoil too. So, yeah. So that's a no. (laughs) Well. Yeah. So anyway. (laughs) Well, I'd like to, I mean, I don't think our family is as close as we used to be when I was younger, but... Whenever I think of Lola, I immediately think of my two other aunts with her. It's like they're a package deal. 
And I think my one aunt calls Lola every day <laughs> to talk about, to have coffee together and talk about the garden and the kids and whatever else is going on in society and politics. But I mean, I think you guys make it a point to work at it though, that you're not gonna let that relationship go to the wayside. They still fight, of course. I mean, they wouldn't be siblings if they didn't fight. I think everybody can attest to that. And nobody can push your buttons quite like your siblings can. One, because they grew up with you, so mm -hmm. they know exactly how to hurt you. Or what used to bother you probably is still the thing that bothers you. Mm -hmm. Have you encountered any of that, or have y'all had any? I have two sisters. I don't, I don't, uh, we, we rarely ever have any harsh words. You know, sometimes, of course, they get on my nerves, because mm -hmm. I get on their nerves, too, I'm sure. Um, I have one sister. I wish that we could be closer, but we're not, because we live in different universes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the nicest way to put it, Lola. That was so sweet. <laughs> we live in different universes. But, you know, I still love her. She's always good for a new outfit. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know why, but she doesn't think I have very good taste in clothes, clothes or anything. So whenever she invites me to one of her events or anything like that, she always buys me new clothes so I can look the way she wants me to. And mm -hmm. I, of course, I'm not going to turn down a new outfit, right? Complete mm -hmm. with shoes. So, you know, life is good. Yeah, that used to be our favorite thing is she would have to outfit the whole family. Yeah. And be like, oh, we're going to one of those events? Tight. We're going to get a whole new look. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be expensive, too. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so that, that's always good. And my brothers and I, you know, we, we get along fairly well. Oh, no. Lola's so funny. Lola tries to pretend like she doesn't treat her brothers the same way Daniel and I treat each other. She's like, you and Daniel just speak so mean to each other. I can just, I cannot imagine uh, speaking to my brother the same way that you guys speak to each other. Meanwhile, when my uncle calls her, she's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Never you say no, that to no. my brother. You said that. You said that. I just want him to shut up. <laughs> She's like, I just wish. I just wish I could tell him to shut up sometimes. But I would <laughs> never do that though. But you think about it, Mom. I know, but thinking and doing is are totally different things. That's fair. I I don't speak harshly to my uh, siblings. I would never ever call my sibling stupid. You know, never ever. Mm. Daniel started that. I would get on the phone. Hi, stupid. How's your stupid face? That's how we greet each other. That's how we show love. Yeah, right. Well, that's how we show love in our family. If we don't make fun of you just a little bit, that means we don't like you. I, I would think that's for everybody. <laughs> I know for sure that's for the people I know. Yeah, well. Mm hmm? Mm hmm? Yeah, probably true. Mm hmm. But Anyway, I wouldn't speak to my sibs like that at all, ever. You'd want to, though. But of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess. So, you joined the Air Force. Mm -hmm. Favorite place was Turkey. Mm -hmm. Would you have thought, when you were living in Sun, West Virginia, that that was where you were going to end up? Um, to tell you the truth... No. When I was growing up, though, I always wanted to be adopted. 
I was always daydreaming about being adopted for some reason. I always thought that life could be better. But, um, no. What did you see yourself doing? Like, what was your... I, I, I thought I wanted to be a doctor mm-hmm. when, I, when I was little, but no. I, I didn't want to be that. What, why did you decide that? What was the ultimate decision? Did you try it or... No, I just, that, that's a lot of work. <laughs> so, mm, no, that was a lot of studying, a lot of going to school. You know, I didn't want to be in school for that long. But you love school. I know, I did. I did love school. I was always taking a class for this, that, or the other thing. So would you say that the Air Force... I guess one of our big questions whenever we think about talking to people is what was that one moment that really defined you as a person, like going into adult life? Would you say the Air Force is one of those defining moments? It took me a very long time to grow up. I wasn't, you know, some people know from the beginning of their lives what they're going to be. You know, some people start at six or seven years old that this is what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. And that's what they do. Mm hmm. Um, I didn't didn't have those concrete ideas about, you know, I wanted to be a doctor and I wanted to be a teacher and I wanted to be, uh, you know, this, that, and everything in between. I didn't have that, that, um, those ideas of, you know, what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I just wanted to do stuff, you know, dabble in, in stuff, knowing a lot of things about a lot of things. A, a, what is it, Jackie of all trades? I guess, a, a, I don't want to say I was a dilettante because that's kind of, um, it has some negative connotations to it, but I guess that's what I was actually. You know, mm-hmm. I just flit from this to that or whatever. Well, growing up, whenever I think about you, first of all, I just think about, maybe because when I was growing up, that was like your big focus is uh, the massage therapy thing. And then me being your little guinea pig for everything. Anything Lola would learn in class, she would try out at me on home. I'd be like, yes, (laughs) yes, yes. (laughs) That was funny. Keep doing this. Yes. (laughs) I still love that. I'm like, oh, Lola, can you give me a hand massage? (laughs) Yeah, that was almost an everyday occurrence. (laughs) Um, no, but when I think about you, I'm like, Lola's never been, um, one to not try something at the very least, at least try it. Growing up, you always said, well, you don't have to like it, but you at least have to try it. So I always respected that you didn't feel like you had to be stuck in one place. You know, you weren't afraid to change or grow or do something new. Like growing up, you were a massage therapist. You worked in CPS. You did the... You were getting your master's degree, like, you know, it was always something new. The house was always changing. I would come home from school, like, we'd have a whole new layout for the house, or curtains would be different, or the house would be a new color, or Lola had a new idea, or it was never... I think that's one of the great things about you, is you were always willing to go somewhere different. Where most people are very rigid and like routine, which I think you do too, but you you always want to try something. And I think that's really beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that that was kind of, uh, that's 
that's very hard for some people to take. People can't live with a person like that that's always flying from one one bush to the next, you know, mm-hmm. doing this thing and that thing. I think that was very hard for Amor's father and me because he was so, so, um, I, I want to say rigid, but that's probably not fair. The thing that attracted me to him most was his uh, stability. He was a steady guy. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, um, I was the kite, and he was kind of like the string. Mm-hmm. And um, He grounded you? Yeah. Yeah. But then after we were married for a while, uh, like his string was always stuck on the bush. Mm-hmm. You know, he was never able to... Did it feel like he didn't want you to change? Oh, no. Changing was not an option. Oh, yeah, no. No. Mm-hmm. No. You, even um, if we were going out to dinner, I would just give you an example. I don't, I'm not trying to come down on him or anything. No, I I'm, I'm just saying how different we were. If, uh, if we were going out to dinner and on the way to dinner, I would say, okay, I think I'm going to have uh, shrimp alfredo for instance and then when i get to the restaurant i said oh i i look at the menu oh wow i think i'm gonna have this steak and you know grilled vegetables or whatever you said you were gonna have shrimp alfredo well i changed my mind well his hair would catch on fire you know what I'm- <laughs> <laughs> that's Mm-hmm. No, so after a while, that began to wear on me, and I think my flightiness after a while was like, oh God, here she goes again. I can't, you know, this is too much for me. So it was just. Mm-hmm. So he found a person who was just as stable as he was, and I get to live by myself. So we're both happy. And how long were y'all together? Um, dating and marriage, almost twenty years. Wow. Yeah. Long time. Mm-hmm. How long? I, I never think to ask this. How long were you guys together before I was born? Uh, let's see. About three years, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Long time. Mm-hmm. So what would you say is one of your um, favorite moments of your life? My favorite moments, other than my children being born? born mm-hmm. Oh, um, that. That was wonderful. Let's see. Uh, favorite moments in life. Seeing the midnight sun in Greenland. Oh, wow. Yep. Uh, seeing all day light and then all day night. You all saw that in Alaska, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we were there for the all day sun. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the most exciting thing mm-hmm. in my life. Um, let's see. What else was one of those exciting moments in my life? Um I think when I was in Greenland, I got to see an iceberg calf, you know, uh, the glacier calf, you know, break off an iceberg. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh my goodness, that was like exciting. That's amazing, especially nowadays. Mm-hmm. When we went to Alaska, we, oh, the receding glacier. Yes. Yeah. We walked forever to see this glacier, and it had melted down to almost nothing. Well, when I was walking up that trail, just short little story, we were seeing receding glacier, and 
gosh, what was that area called? I don't know. Doesn't, it's not important. But I thought we were seeing like mile markers for some reason. I didn't realize that those were years, that that's where the glacier was at that point in time. And this is how much it has receded over however long. Like once I realized that, I was like, oh my gosh. Like where the park starts in the very beginning, that's where you could have like actually touched the glacier. Now it's so far up there, you can't even get You can barely see it. Oh, you can see it, but it's, I mean, you can't even touch it. It's just so far, it's so far back there. The most exciting person I ever met in my life. You know, the Matthew Henson that was on the exploratory team that, you know, explored the North Pole first. Yes. The black guy. Mm-hmm. I met one of his descendants in Greenland. Oh. Did you really? Yes. And I thought, oh my goodness, I met one of his Eskimo descendants. Oh. Yes. That's really cool. That was really, really cool. He was he was a, a brown-skinned Eskimo with curly hair. How cool is that? Mm-hmm. Was he a little Afro-looking? You could he, tell he was... Yes. He was one of us? Yes. Where did you meet him at? I met him in this little uh, village in Greenland called Tule Village. Mm. And they had made dinner for us. We had seal soup and... Uh, <laughs> water off the 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 glacier <gasps> okay you can't go past seal soup how did seal soup taste it was it was good i guess was it fatty like um i guess sort of but it was good you know i was i've always tried to respect uh other cultures cuisine mm-hmm. so even if i didn't like it of course i was going to eat it yeah but but it was it was good but the exciting thing was just meeting him you know someone uh who gets to do that mm-hmm. every day? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really cool. Right? I love that you remember what you ate and that you had the glacier water. Like, that's how prominent a memory that is. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's probably the most exciting person I've ever met in my life. Were you, like, fangirling? Like, for real, for real? Yeah, probably so. <laughs> and he was like, all right, who's this, who's this cute little woman? <laughs> she knew who uh, I... Was it, like, was that explorer, like, his dad, his great-granddad? Like, how um, far back? I, I didn't... But it was not so many generations ago that he didn't look like the person. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever the North Pole was discovered, you know, mm-hmm. you could still see Matthew Henson in his face. And he had not seen very many black women before so we were exciting to him as well oh okay yeah i didn't even think about that yeah oh so it was you and a few other uh i might i don't want to call her name but the other airmen Mm -hmm. there was there were two other airmen uh female airmen on the base on Tulane that met him as well so did you guys like hear about him and you're like i gotta go meet this guy I, I, i can't remember exactly how we got to go meet him but it was so somehow we got to go meet him, which was really a tremendous event what in my life. Absolutely. One of those fun little things. You're like, how did I end up here? Yeah. <laughs> Just eating like, seal soup. Eating seal soup. And drinking a glacier. You'll remember the rest of your life. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So my big question I've been, I've been dying to ask you is what um, does love mean to you? It's such a fleeting kind of thing. Mm. I'm not sure that love lasts forever like people want it to. And I'm not sure it has to. Mm. I think you should just enjoy it while you have it. Because it doesn't 
it might not last forever and then again it might if you're lucky enough to find that person then more power to you but if you're not then just enjoy it i think it's a very intense thing it's not like the you mean romantic love that you have with somebody else whatever yeah. uh the love you have with your kids of course that lasts forever you know mm -hmm. you just can't throw your kids or your family away that's that's something that that goes on forever and ever and ever and ever in perpetuity but uh the love that you might have for you know a romantic interest you know that lasts for a good while and mm -hmm. then if it doesn't then that's okay you just move on to the next right so okay do you believe in soulmates um no maybe for a time but not a forever soulmate you think that people could have more than one soulmate in your lifetime mm -hmm. oh yeah sure because you're not the same person that you were, you know, 10 years ago. Hopefully not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe in 1980, you mm -hmm. might have met this person that was your soulmate. But maybe that person is not your soulmate in 2020. Mm-hmm. So would you say that people have, I guess, a love of their life that you could have more than one or like? I don't want to say a love of your life. I'll say you'll have a love of your moment. Really? Interesting. You think you have a love of your life? I do. I have one. Yes. That would be my one that got away. Yes. Have you just dolled up the memory of him, or was he actually the love of your life? Well, it was a her. Her. Okay. Yes. Yes. And that's where I learned about timing. Um, so... It, it might be, too, that it was the healthiest relationship that I ever had. Mm -hmm. You know, the most um, equal, you know, of give and take. Where it wasn't just me feeling like I'm constantly giving, you know, um, and the other one's taking. That it was very balanced. Mm -hmm. um, but I would definitely say she was the love of my life. And she's really the only woman I've ever really dated. Um, I went out with other women, but it wasn't the same. Uh, the big thing was is that I was coming out of a marriage and going through a divorce, you know, and then we dated, you know, and um, she was at a point where she wanted to get married and I'm in no way wanting to get married, you know, and it was the 90s too. Um, and in, in a small town in Tennessee <laughs> and, you know... Um, she had not come out to her family, right? But wanted us to get married. And I... How is that going to work? Right? And I am raising two young boys. And we are out, you know, publicly together. You know, we're out as a couple, you know, here in Tennessee. Um, which was a big deal. I mean, we didn't really have anybody say anything to us. But um, it was a big deal. And I just wasn't ready for that. And so I was like, I need a break. And then by the time I was ready for that, she had moved on and met someone else. And... Oh, that's so sad. Right? And it's over, it's over 20 years ago, and I still think about her. Aww. Yeah, constantly. Yeah. Well. Oh, well. Just, I guess that makes me be thankful now for people that can find the love of their life and they get to be out and proud with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Well, everybody thinks that Nicole and I are together. 
Oh, we haven't told Lola the new name of our podcast yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, the name of our podcast, it was Mooney and the Wolf, right? Uh, but that was going to be Daniel and Nicole's thing. And, like, you know, she was the moon and he was the wolf and blah, 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 blah. Well, we were just, after we recorded one podcast, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if we changed the name to me and my boyfriend, Nicole? Because <laughs> everyone just assumes that Nicole is my boyfriend whenever we go out. Which is funny because I remember growing up, and I'm only 26, if you were to go out with your girlfriend, people would just assume that you're best girlfriends. Like, you're just best friends. Right. Not that you guys were a couple. Mm-hmm. Just to think about how different it is now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's very different. Very, very different. Something that stands out to me, too, is, so my oldest son is 26 years old, right? And he was around six. When I um, dated uh, the prior woman. And um, I'll be honest, you know, I um, was actually 26 at that time. And um, had two young sons, a three-year-old and a six-year-old. And didn't know about being with a woman. You know, it was really the first female relationship I'd ever had. And raising two boys, what would that be like? You know, kind of nervous about that and, you know, everything else. Not necessarily how would people look at us, but just raising boys. Like, did they need their father or whatever? Like, in my mind, somehow, like, his father wasn't going to be a part of the picture. His father definitely was. And he was supportive of me, dating a woman, had no problem with that. But it was kind of a weird thing for me. And now my oldest son, Hunter, has talked about it and he remembers her. And he wishes that we had stayed together. He's mentioned that many times over the years. Um, how she would play, you know, um, baseball with him and everything else. And how much fun he had with her. And how wonderful that would have been to have had two moms. And I just think it's a beautiful thing that you just never know what will happen. You never know what, what will happen. I, I didn't always feel so, um, you know, I think... In my younger life, I was always looking for this forever relationship. I thought because of the way I grew up and, you know, the mindset that you have when you're growing up. I always thought that, you know, there was one love in your life and you were supposed to marry that person and live happily ever after. I didn't, I was always thinking that 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 was how life was supposed to go. I didn't always feel that you could have more than, you could love more than one person Mm -hmm. in your lifetime. But now that I'm 65 and I think uh, I've had my fun with with thoughts of monogamy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't even say the word. It's so foreign to me now. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> uh, that brings up some interesting things, though, because I agree with you completely. I used to think there'd be like one love, you know, and now I definitely, you know, have loved many people, you know. Um, not all at the same time, but you know, like I have loved throughout my life and I loved each one of my, you know, children's fathers, you know, and I don't know. I think that you, you have plenty of love to go around that you can, you know, love many people. Um, I don't know about forever anymore either, but I still hope. Yeah. I I still hope. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to have that person. That is like your best friend, your lover, everything, you know, but... Maybe I'm, I'm too jaded now. 
That's the thing I'm so afraid of. Yeah. That's the thing I'm so afraid of. It's like we've talked about dating apps, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You and I have both done that. You've done it. Yeah, a little or, bit. A little bit. But you've played around with it a little. I think, it's, I think it's interesting that now I feel old. <laughs> um, because I, I guess maybe because you and Daddy got divorced when I was younger. So my perception of marriage is maybe a little bit different. I didn't think marriage was permanent. Growing up, I didn't even think I really wanted to get married. It wasn't until I got older that I thought, hmm, maybe that is something I want for myself. But I don't even believe in a forever love. I, I'm very much like Lola in that I think you maybe find different soulmates at different points in your life. And you don't only need one person forever. I think you can have kids for that. <laughs> mm. I, I think I, if I would marry again, it would be only for religious reasons oh why you don't want to be shacking up in the house nah no i mean but as far as getting married just be no or maybe for social security or something like that (laughs) (laughs) i knew it was gonna be a financial thing (laughs) it's a contract that's so funny yeah but no so yeah how many times have you been married twice twice Girl, three times and it wasn't a charm, okay? Yeah, three, three. And I'm like, ooh, of course, after you, you know, after you break up, you're like, I'm never doing that again. And then time goes on and you're like, well, maybe. I'm still not at maybe. Um, But I'm like, I would love to have that person in my life. But once you've had children... And you've went to school and you have a house and you've had a career and you have all these life, you know, experiences. It's not the same as it was when you were younger. I'm not looking for the same things, you know, mm-hmm. I'm looking more for that companionship. You know, I still want that passion and fun and, you know, doing things with someone. But I have that so much in so many other areas of my life with my children, with my friends, you know, with my friends, family, everything else that it's like totally different. It's like, I want someone for me, you know, not for my children, not for support or anything else. I mean, yes, emotionally, I'd like for us both to support each other and share our lives together, but it's a totally different kind of love. I want that for them. Yes. But I, I don't want that for myself. You don't? No. I, I want uh, a person that I like to have time with and stuff like that. I don't want anybody living in this house with me. I don't, don't bring your toothbrush or your pajamas or nothing like that. No, I'm, no, I'm not having any of that. Mm-hmm. I, I've had my fun with that. Because I think, and this is just me being crazy, I've been married twice. If I have to get married a third time, and it doesn't work out, then the problem is mine. Mm. The first two times, it could have been the other person. Mm. <laughs> but if I get married a third time and it goes south, mm-hmm. then I might be the problem. Mm. I feel you. At and this I'm point, not willing to face that one. Exactly. That's what I feel. I feel like at this point, it's me. Yes. Whether it's my pickers off, you know, yeah. or whatever it may be. We don't need to ponder on this too long. Oh, we right. don't, you don't want to discuss that we, one? We can't. I, I'll cycles. But, um, yeah, I'm like, no, especially at the last one where I put 16 years in and still had the same result. You know, I'm like, I held in way too long, you know, but it was the third time, you know? Okay. So the first time you're like, oh, if it doesn't work out, I can get divorced. Right. right? Okay. 
Um, and then the second time, you're like, ooh, third time's the charm, <laughs> right? And then the third time, you're like, F this, it's me. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like at this point, I'm like, mm-mm, no, no, no. Yeah, I have my place, you have your place. We can hook up, we can have fun, we can go out, we can do whatever that is. But then you go home, I go home, you know? So. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. how I want it. But mm-hmm. I want them to have that connection with somebody where they have make a life together with someone. Mm. But That's I, I nice. don't want that yes. for myself anymore. So, India. Yes. Yes. What is love to you, honey? Wow. Come closer to the mic. Sorry. <laughs> Come closer so we can and hear you. And don't pay any attention to me. Oh, no, I won't. <laughs> 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 Come on, girl. I guess. For them to know, I am 19. That's it. Mm-hmm. But for me, my whole life, I've always desired love. And that's always been the forefront. So what love was GPS to me, <laughs> what love was to me my whole life, and it's starting to go away now, but it always was the number one job. Like, I didn't care about anything else but being with somebody. Mm -hmm. And so I try to chase all of that. And now I'm learning that love is very, very different. Um, So what is love to me now? Loving myself. Mm. And even though I say that now, tomorrow I could be boohoo crying about, oh, I want a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. But it's because I've realized that Yes, it's great to have somebody else. Yes, it's cool to be able to go out and do all these things. But in, And especially still being young and having friends who are living that, it's like you get to see how different love can play out. And it's like, oh, but you could be in this relationship with somebody, but it could be hell. Or you could be with them and you're going to be a transactional relationship. It's like there's so many different ones. And when you do really want to chase the one that you think you want, it always ends up biting you in the butt. Mm-hmm. So now what love is to me is besides loving myself is allowing it to happen because when you try to force it to happen it never really works so i guess when it comes it comes it goes it goes and listening to Lola and listening to all y'all talk about it i'm like maybe that's what the problem is is that i really do think that it's supposed to be just this one-way street and maybe it is just times of enjoying that moment because i think my brother he's told me this a lot he's like you don't you know, you sit here and you worry and you worry, but you don't know on the other end that that person is trying to, and you're just supposed to accept it. So I'm always thinking, no, 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 no. So maybe I just need to stay in that moment of, I like this right here. Mm-hmm. And if it goes away, it's not going to take a piece of me away. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at with love. I would love to be married, and that's always been my goal. I don't care. I could have got married at 13, because that was the goal. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, no child bride. Right. <laughs> I don't know somebody the same age. Not, right. you know. We in the south. Right. So. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> we did this. We are talking about. Uh, but, but seeing how it can all play out is allowed me to just take a seat back and say, "All right, well, this is what I don't want to do. This is mm-hmm. what I do want to do. This is what I don't. This is what I do." So I'm just figuring out. I say, "Love is figuring it out." Mm-hmm. That's what love is. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's it's so amazing. You're 19. I am 46. 
And I would say we're at the same place in life when it comes to love. <laughs> what does like, that say about me? Does that say you're way more mature? Like we were talking earlier, you said you're like 10 years, you feel like advanced, you know, in your age when it comes to emotional things like that. And for me, I feel like I've been in committed relationships the majority of my life. I may have only been single two or three years, mm-hmm. you know, going mm-hmm. from one relationship to the next, the next, you know, marriages. To where I feel like I'm in my 20s mm-hmm. a lot of times when it comes to romance or love. Like, I have no experience to go off of. And that's such a beautiful thing. I'm like, just in you speaking about that, I'm like, that's exactly where I'm at. I'm learning to love myself and to be happy just with me. Mm-hmm. I think that is one of the reasons that I've had the same outcome every time. is because I was always looking for someone to give me the love I didn't have for myself. Right. Well, you know as RuPaul says... If you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? I I think that's a a genuine question to ask yourself. It's kind of like what we were talking about the other day is, what are you bringing to the table? What are you bringing to the table and what is somebody else bringing to the table? And you want to make sure that you guys both want the same thing. I'm bringing the turkey, you bring in the mac and cheese. I like stuffing, you got the collard greens. Like, Does your meal create something you want to eat? And At also the, the, the thing that I'm starting to really, really learn with going through figuring out who you are is self. But the hardest person to deal with is self. Mm-hmm. Because I saw this quote like one day ago and it was like, whenever you take moments to judge other people, understand that's a reflection of what you don't like in yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like the hardest thing to do. And that's why so many people either go the route of following others or they're always judging others. It's because they're looking in the mirror every day saying, yeah, but I'm not going to deal with you. You know, I'm going to deal with everybody else but you. So that is a hard journey. And I, I don't know if y'all wanted to go that way, but that that's that's a hard journey. And I'm realizing, and, and I know y'all said it before, but even with, like, because my mom's been married twice as well. And she's said the same thing to me. She's like, I feel like a 20-year-old right now. And she's only, like, I think she's about to be 40. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you realize it through all these instances and all these things happening that, okay, let me work on me for a little bit. Yeah, I'm figuring out, but let me have a real realization and say, wait, this is where I really am and not mm-hmm. be ashamed of this is where I really am. Mm-hmm. I'm figuring it out. And that is okay. This world kind of doesn't let you have that moment. It's always like, no, this is what you have to be. Mm-hmm. But no, it's okay to say, I'm figuring out today. Tomorrow, yes, I might cry over this. I'm going to be mm-hmm. 100% honest with y'all. I'm a human being. Everybody has those moments. But instead of being so fake and saying, no, nah, I'll be okay. No, I may not. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and being a mother with from, you know, having been divorced several times, my biggest fear was putting that on my children. That that would be the legacy that I would leave them is would they bounce from relationship to relationship? Or did it damage them somewhere where they would be afraid of marriage or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, and so far... I've, you know, felt really good in the fact that I've had those discussions with my children and my two oldest sons have been in relationships with um, their significant others for seven years and nine years, you know, and they have very strong relationships. Who knows what will happen, but the fact that they have had these long committed relationships makes me feel like I don't know what they necessarily got from me, but I don't feel as much as a failure and not that... I don't know that that even is a right thing to say, but I did feel carry so much guilt that was I a bad example, you know? 
I think uh, we push ourselves into long-term relationships too early in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think we do. We don't even give ourselves enough time to live and and know who we are before we attach ourselves to somebody else and try to be a part of them before we figure out who we are ourselves. We need to do our own thing, be who we want to be, go where we want to go, you know, eat the foods that we want to eat, dress the way we want to dress, you know, do our own thing before we become a part of somebody else. I think that's that's where some of the, the problem comes in in relationships, you mm-hmm. know. And someone will ask us, well, what do you want to eat? Well, I don't know. What do you want? And then you never get to know that you like, you know, beef. And this person might like pork. And then you're always trying to eat pork. And you don't even like it. Mm-hmm. So you, you need to do yourself before you become part of a couple, I think. And then another thing I think that happens in relationship is when you're dating, that person is the most important person in your life. You know, you do everything to make that person happy. And then after you get married, other things start to take precedence. You have the house, you have the kids, you have the car, you have your job. You have all of these things, and that person is no longer the most important thing in your life. And he or she begins to wonder, what happened? What happened? Where'd you go? Why'd you change? Um, I'm not... I'm not as important to you anymore, and that creates a riff. And then you decide, oh, I, I want to do this now, and that person doesn't understand why you want to do that, and you don't want, you know, you don't want him or her to be a part of that. So I think, take your time, you know, take your time before you attach yourself to somebody else. Take your time before you have children. You have, you know, you can have children up until you're 40-something. You don't need to have children when you're 18, 19, 20-something years old. I know that that's a good time to have children biologically, but up here, maybe no. Yeah, Lola, that's the way I grew up. Lola Mm. always said that to me growing up, so I think that's why I've never really won the whole divorce thing. But also, growing up, Lola was like, don't rush to get married. She's like, if you want to travel, go travel. If you want to do this, she's like, find yourself. Awesome, man. You too. Yes, we are that great. That was powerful. Yes, we are great. <laughs> we are great. <laughs> I am fabulous. So we need to do the whole thing again because yes. a whole 30 minutes is gone. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to do it again. <laughs> no. I can't even remember what we said at the end. I know we said something. <laughs> I mean, we were killing it, Lola. The flow was on. I know. We, right? We, we crushed it. But... I know. So another pot of coffee next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You get sign cups. Yeah. Oh, cute. oh, we could have mugs. Yeah. So, so I want to thank y'all for having a discussion with us and sharing today and teaching fun. us. Yeah, we learned something new. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy because, like, I, it's been a long time since I came over here. I know. It's and the one time a- I come, it's, here. <laughs> it's been at Surprise! least a month. Yeah, it has. It has. It has. I miss it. I miss it a lot. Look at my Domingos. I know, right? I got I, see the the my weakness is faces. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what we gonna do. They gonna get an eyeball or not? They're supposed to have red eyes. Flamingos do. I know. They're right? beautiful. She's painting a mural on Lola's kitchen wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gorgeous. This mural has been a long time oh, in yeah, the it's works. Been about six months. <laughs> That's in between oh, working. Since, since 
COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's in between jobs and me figuring out how to even do it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's but coming it's along. Beautiful. It's, it's coming beautiful. along. It's, so, it's worth the wait, though. Right? Mm-hmm. We'll have to put a picture yeah. when we finish, put it up. Because and it looks Trump. It's what I want. Yeah, she wants Trump Loy. Exactly what I wanted, Trump Loy. Because it looks like you can just step in that water right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lola was so funny. She's like, I want a Trump Loy mirror on my oh, wall. And see, part, part of it, which I will say, is Lola changing up the, the whole picture as I'm drawing it. Oh, yeah, Lola, at one point, Lola wanted a statue of herself. Her oh, you should see. Ah! I literally, because this I is how I from paint. that to this? This is what I do every time I paint. I take process pictures because I'm like, okay, this is where I was here. So literally, like, a week ago, there was a whole different scenery over here. Literally. Yeah. Does that explain my mermaid rock? No, no. but the bigger one was a tower, and yeah. over here was grass and, and flower. It was literally different. Okay. Yeah. I thought it looked different when I was here last time. Yeah. yeah. It's been, and then this, like, basically these two areas have been done over five times. Not even trying to lie. Yeah. Especially with matching the blues because the blue is right. so hard and to match. I feel like she just wants you to keep coming back and she doesn't want, you know. I think Lola wants me to keep adding. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no, 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 no. I love the grass that you had right there. I like it better without the tower, yeah. though, for real. Yeah, the tower, mm-hmm. it was black and it kind of just messed up the colors. Yeah. And I, Mm. I yeah. love this. Thank you. And I love the flamingos. Mm-hmm. We'll have to upload a picture eventually. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, the sun was really big. Oh yeah, the sun was yeah. like big as this. Yeah, it was pretty big. <laughs> but I, I mean, I feel like you're learning a lot doing it. Yes. I think that's we all just learning. Yeah. We all trying something new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised because you know how I've used to watch Skin Wars, but they can camouflage things. Oh, yeah. I camouflage. Well, it's not too well, but the plugs. I'm like, okay. Yeah, they really yeah. look good to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. you can barely tell. Now, of course, that line is a little off, but that one, you, it's like, okay. And you can't <laughs> even see this one down here. I'm yeah, like, it's I forgot it was there. <laughs> that's an outlet right there. I mean, you can't even see that outlet right there. Right. Yeah, unless you know it's there. Right. Yeah, unless you're specifically looking for it. I yeah. still don't see none. It's, well. The, the outlet there. Meanwhile, here, we're pointing on a podcast. Like, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I figured maybe we'll get some more after our technical difficulties. (laughs) What I'm figuring out, as as you do in life, you figure things out. That's Mm -hmm. what happens. And that's why I think the biggest thing, which I think we should leave with, is be, uh, what is it, slow to speak and quick to listen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you always realize that some of the things that you listen, especially listen and hear, you're like, dang, okay, that's how they got through this. I can get through this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Everybody's lived a life. Yeah. Right? And that's what we're here to do is to share with each other what we've been through, what we've experienced, you know, so that hopefully you don't have to go through the same thing that I have. But if you do, I'll be here for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Vice versa. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think there's even something to learn from India's... India and like her generation just because someone's younger than you doesn't mean that they don't know something oh, like yeah. I don't I, I never understood that like as a kid like why just because I'm a kid that doesn't mean I, I haven't had an experience or lived 
live through something. That doesn't right. mean anything to me. Or just be, I mean, because you're young, that doesn't mean you can't think think on a deeper level. Right. You know, yeah. because I'm old, that doesn't mean my thoughts are are more profound. Right. Yeah. You know, a lot of things my elders used to say that I thought was quite suspect. Mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, that doesn't really make good sense to me. Yeah. But I, of course, I knew that I didn't know everything. Right. But I, I thought, just thinking it through, that I knew that. Mm-hmm. A lot of things I've noticed and with listening to different people is they always talk about children. And they're just like, listen to children a lot because for them, basically, they're their understanding of wrong and right is very clear because it hasn't been tainted or yeah. they haven't gone through experiences and say, well, maybe this was wrong. Yeah. You know? Like, no, nah, they're direct. They know how to pick energy up quicker than you can ever can. So, uh, so I'm just like, it's never an age thing for me. It's never been an age thing. I love having these conversations. I love listening to people who we might have a totally different opinion on it, but I still want to hear why you got there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because then that that expands my mind to say okay i could possibly get there too or i possibly couldn't regardless i still heard what you had to say mm-hmm. yeah yeah and sometimes that's the most important thing is that people just want to be heard yes, yes. and for someone to see you yes, yes. you know that i matter yes. yeah mm-hmm. sometimes that's the best gift you can give someone else mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. listening to them yes mm-hmm. yes yes well so, I hear you. On that <laughs> note, do we want to close off? Sign off? Not close off, I don't know. Yes. So, if no one's told you today, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> any you guys have any final thoughts? What did Mr. Rogers used to say at the end of his show? Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, a Unless, yeah. it's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. Yeah, that's yes, what he said. Yes. Uh, I don't know. It's been a year since I watched Mr. Rogers' mom. I'm real. What did he say? I'm real, real glad you're here or something like that. Real, real glad you're my neighbor. I can't remember. Anyway, I'm real, real glad y'all were here. Aw, me too. Me too. Thank you. I'm like, we need to do this more. Get yeah. together and talk and share things. We all grow. And Moji was really good. Moji was right. good. He didn't balk or anything. He's such a sweet boy. Mm-hmm. He's a sweet boy. He was smelling the crack of the door. I know, but he always does that. Finn yeah, he does it too. I know. I'm like, that is so sad. Like, how desperate are you <laughs> <laughs> for the outside that you nah, just, bro. you will get through with just. Just a, a, a whiff of the crack of the door. I don't even feel bad for Finny no more because I will let her outside <laughs> and she'll look at me like, what am I doing out here? <laughs> but haven't you ever worked that job where you were inside yes. all day long? Yes. And you get that first like taste of walking out the door and being outside. Yeah. And it could be a parking lot, but there's the sun and you're right. like, oh. Yeah. Yes. You're like, oh, there is a world outside right. of this yes, place. Yes. Thank God there's a world outside of this place. <laughs> so thank you for being here with us thank and you. sharing with us. Yeah, one hundred percent. So if no one's told you this, maybe you need to hear it. I see you, I hear you, I acknowledge you, and we love you. Right? And we appreciate you. Thanks. We appreciate- Thanks for listening to us. Yeah, <laughs> me and my boyfriend Nicole. My boyfriend. Okay. I'm not the boyfriend. You are the boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.